This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I will be hosting this episode. Well, we have an upbeat mood in the Elm Park Rolls, uh, I don't know what you call it, locker, maybe. It's a positive one, a 2-0 win yesterday against Barnsley, a doom and gloom one against Wigan we had, but no, yesterday was a huge upgrade on the result and effort quality-wise on the pitch. Yeah, definitely room for improvement, but to help me talk through this, I've been joined by Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. Afternoon, Paul. Very yeah. much more upbeat. Yes, very much more upbeat. And we finally got this started, this recording. We're on about take 155 here. Also, I've been joined by Matt Lansley. Hi, Matt. Hi, Paul. So, going into the game after you saw the five changes, we saw Rinomoto come in, Elise, Miazga, Puskas and Abita. How did you feel about that team news, Alex? I was pretty pleased with all of the changes, actually. Um, I was surprised, as were quite a lot of people, I think, after Leeds away last weekend, that Elise and Rinomoto had been dropped anyway. So that was pretty pleasing to see them come back in. Um, it didn't really surprise me to see more not playing, um, whether he was ill or dropped or whatever the story may be. Um Abita was the only one I was really unsure on as to why he'd come into the team. Didn't I didn't think Richards had a particularly bad game during midweek. Um, so that was the only one I was unsure on. Yeah, I, I mean, I, like um, Burns said, he could have dropped probably 10 of the players after the game against uh, Wigan during the week. Um, what did you think? How, how those five changes, uh, Matt, which one do you think really stood out for you in the whole match? Um, for me, it was definitely Elise because I think the more and more he plays, I think the more and more Elise is almost becoming pivotal to this Reading team. He's got so much quality, and he's got, he's such a such a prospect for him. He'd almost be, or, or, or for me anyway, he'd be one of the first names coming on the team sheet. Um, and and I think it it, it proved yesterday. He the first half especially, he, he he was really playing almost like he had a point to prove. Um, I thought, and um, even though he came off at sixty minutes, I thought he he stirred probably one of one of the best games out of anyone out there. And for me, he's he's becoming so pivotal to this team. Yeah, you're going to say Alex. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say um, it, you could see definitely in the first half, as Matt said, at least they added a lot of width, which we were badly missing. 
Um, and he basically just hugged that touchline, that left touchline for the first half. Yeah, no, I thought Lisa did well. He kind of like is at that age still when he has a good 45 minutes and then he slightly fades second half I think but that's kind of to be expected he's still very young he's still 18 or 19 isn't he? he's still really young the player that, for me that made the biggest difference was uh, Rina Moto. I was so glad to see him in the team ahead of Aruna I mean when you compare the two it's night and day for me there's so many times in that game when he just blocks players off with his physicality which Aruna could never do at the moment and just the simple ugly work of getting the ball passing it off to another player like Swift and Ajaria. I kind of really, we really miss that when he's not playing. And he's got to be in the team now, I'd say, until the end of the season. Form regardless, unless he has a massive drop-off, I think we have to stick with him. Do you you think that's a fair point, both of you? Yeah, I think so. His energy is just something that we just so dearly miss when he's not in the team. Um, He really harries harries the opposition and the midfield becomes a lot more... uh, competitive when he's in there yeah no I, I think he is and I think also Miazga coming in for more like you say for whatever situation it was whether he was ill it appears that he was ill I think really we should stick with that pairing of Miazga and Morrison going forwards because I, I just think it's working at the moment do you think that's right Matt um Probably for the moment, yeah, because Moore, I think, is just being getting slowly worse and worse through the season. Um, he seems to struggle to lead his back line as well. Um, and yesterday, uh, Morrison, I think he he had an OK game, but Miazga was the standout one of the two. Like You couldn't even really tell Miazga had been out for, what was it, six weeks or so since since, since the Cardiff game. He, he slotted in absolutely perfectly. Um and it, it, well, for me, I'd, I'd I'd definitely keep keep it keep it the same for a good for for about another game or two, just see how it goes, and then go from there. Really, the thing the thing would be yeah. yesterday, which I I I picked up on, is that you could see straight away how much he organises the defence as well, mm. how much uh, there's a lot of communication between him and Raphael going on the whole time. There's a lot of you could see him geeing up the rest of the team, especially towards the end of the first half when Barnsley were trying to get back into the game, um, and he was he was the one telling them to kind of push on and try and you know keep going forwards. And it was good to see. I, I think Miazga, to be honest, offers leadership which we don't really associate with him all that much. Um, it's good to see there's someone who's kind of like trying to take charge of the situation a bit more. I think yeah, I enjoy, sorry, but he enjoys aggression. And I also think on corners, he's really helping us. There's now Swift, whoever, whoever's taking the corners, has got two targets to hit out of me. And it was from that corner that we saw the first goal. Now, Matt, that is one hell of a finish from Mate, isn't it? Outside the box, overhead kick. Just such an incredible goal that he scored there. No, maybe we've managed it. It was a beautiful kind of like scramble. I'm sat in the Doland. And he's just slowly rolling over the line. And how did the Barnsley player not get to that, Matt? Um, I don't know, but it's definitely one that's going to be on the uh, Yaku Meite highlights really, at the end of the season, that's for sure. <laughs> um, it, 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 was, it, it, it was a strange one because the Barnsley defender pretty much blocked off the keeper. The Barnsley defender pretty much um, allowed the ball to roll into the net. It was a really strange one, obviously, from, from the other end of the stadium. We didn't really know what was what was going on, but... I mean, watching it, watching it back, obviously, it's it's the strangest, 
strangest strangest of goals you'll probably see for a for a while at the Madeski but I mean it it was so so needed it, it, it and it, it just settled the nerves of, of I think the players the stadium just just everyone after after the game midweek what we needed was an early goal like that it didn't even matter how it came it didn't matter if it was an own goal if it came off Mate's back off his thigh off off his shin all all that mattered was that we got we got an early goal to settle everyone and 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 it really helped settle settle the team help help get a bit bit more atmosphere in the stadium and it it, it just helped a lot on the day so yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if that if Barnsley got the first goal yesterday, it would have been toxic, wouldn't it? But that didn't happen. So we kind of also saw an assist from Puskas there. That is, I mean, it put that one on the, the fine example there of stats, kind of like not really telling the whole truth there, Alex, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. I didn't even realise it was Puskas who got the assist, to be honest. Uh, it just looked like the ball kind of bounced towards Mate. I hadn't really considered that much of a assist. I was actually going to praise John Swift for putting in such an excellent cross uh, for the set piece. It's obviously been quite a up and down season, I would say, for Swift from set pieces. Uh, I think that may be putting it kindly, but um, there's yeah, it, it was good to see him put in such an excellent free kick. So push gas to get the assist is maybe pushing it slightly I think but uh, yeah that is a good example of where stats are maybe just um, maybe just painting the wrong picture shall we say misleading I'll just say misleading <laughs> it's kind of but um, I don't think we should kind of disguise there was some really sloppy play from us in that match and one of the worst moments was Michael Morrison losing control of the ball now we saw this on quite a few occasions from both teams. Now, it could also be down to ability before we get involved in this. But I think the pitch is getting worse and worse due to that beautiful thing that they play on there, chasing that egg-shaped ball. The rugby is killing that pitch. And I'm so happy as the last season that we're going to see London Irish at that ground. But he gives away the ball from a really poor touch. I mean, how many shots did Barnsley having that match? that were on target I reckon two or three this one he's through on goal and I think it's Mauer and he manages to hit it about 10 yards wide I mean we were lucky there Matt weren't we oh 100 percent and it, it it is one that, that I was I was talking to my brother at, at, at half time about it and and he was saying you know if we're playing a better team here we would we, we'd be so punished here because we weren't playing like we, we we were playing pretty much enough to win against the opposition, and I think that 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 was the main thing really. But I mean, it was it it was a woeful miss. It was I, I, absolutely. I do think Matt though that we've we've set up with Bowen to play against the opposition the entire time oh, he's been there. So I don't yeah I don't think it should be any surprise to people yesterday no. that we kind of we matched the level of the opponents. Mm, yeah. And I think, I, I think the biggest thing yesterday was to just to get the win. I said to my brother on, on, on the way to stadium, I couldn't really care about the performance today. I just, we just need the three points. We need the three points to get back on track. And I think Bowen even alluded to that after the game saying, say, saying that, you know, the most important thing today was the result and hundred percent. The result was the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, totally, totally. I mean, it doesn't matter how you win yesterday. If we didn't win, there would have been absolute carnage and despondency all over social media and the whole of Reading after that one. Mm. To not beat a team like Barnsley would have been uh, horrible. 
We then see another mistake just before half time from Jordan Ibiza. Now he's got to kick that ball out for a throw in. It doesn't matter. It's two minutes into injury time. Just get rid of it there. Instead, he tries to keep the ball in. He gets dispossessed. Then Raphael makes two good saves. Um, I think they're being made out to be slightly better than what they were, to be honest. Um, the first one he definitely should save. The second one's a little bit tougher. What do you think, Alex? Um, I think the first one is a good... Uh, the second one, sorry, I think is a very good save. Um, I think the first one is kind of hit pretty much straight at him. Um, it is a good save, but I would it would be disappointing if it had gone in. Um, the second one is a, is a decent save and it, it comes at exactly the right time just before half time if you can see there would game looks completely different obviously um yeah it, it reminded me a little bit of the West Brom goal which they scored a few weeks back against us when he kind of pushed it out from the original save but he's just pushed it back out into the box um and you'd be you'd be hoping really that he'd push it wider just to try and make sure there was no no rebound on that. Yes, yeah, no, definitely. But we go into halftime, it's 1-0. Everybody is happy in the stadium. We're feeling like there's hope and positivity, but we're all a bit nervous, aren't we? Were you nervous at halftime, Matt? Might sound strange to say this. I wasn't overly nervous because Barnsley showed how pretty poor they were. Like, like they, they, were, they, they were an OK team, but we're just very, very poor quality um and and i think at at no real point during the game did i actually think they were going to get back into the game really um and that that had to give some credit to to obviously um the team and 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 pretty much every chance they kept they got was out of a defensive mistake you know and pretty much i think three three of their five shots they had in the first half came in came in that last minute of of added time when they had when they had two three shots right right at the end and uh, and I just thought that even even through through the first half I thought we controlled the game a lot better than 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 we had um uh, previously and and obviously controlled the game um in the second half a lot a lot more than than we had done so yeah I mean I personally thought Barnsley had more of it in the second half but I think some of those guys because we sat back and kind of had the 2-0 lead. So it was a kind of not they were overwhelming us with their quality, because I don't think that was the case. But before that, we saw George Puskas with a brilliant finish. This is not a debate. That's a really good finish, because there's a pressure on there. He's still on goal. He's taking the shot nice and early. But just leading up to that, there's a mistake from Jordan Ubita, which he gets dispossessed again. Then he retains, regains the possession of the ball. He plays the ball up to Puskas. Now, I don't know whether it's deliberate or not. That pass. But was that touch, that flick, that takes him past the defender from Puskas deliberate, Matt? And bear in mind, everyone who's listened to this, Matt Lansley is a massive George Puskas fan. So what would you say, Matt? Deliberate or accidental? 100% deliberate. Of course he did. <laughs> He's the Romanian Messi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think I, I'd, I'd be more than happy to give him the be- benefit of the doubt, given what his, what his season has been like up to now. I just, it, it was just brilliant, brilliant play. Whether or not he, whether or not he miscontrolled it, it doesn't really matter. The, the, the bottom line is he, 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 he flicked it round the defender, 
and scored a fantastic, fantastic goal. Um, and hopefully this, I think he's now, is it three goals in? Three and four. Three and four. You know, he's starting to hit some form. And, and his all-round play yesterday deserved so much, so much applause, I think, because his hold-up play was, it's still not perfect, but it's a lot, a lot better. And you can really see how much he's developed in that area since the start of the season. I think even since Christmas, you can see how much he's improved playing up front on his own. Um, I mean, we went to Nottingham Forest, what was that, middle of January, and that game, I was really quite concerned that he was going to get just hauled off this season and, and basically binned off to sit on the bench and not really get much of a chance the rest of the year. But since then, his his, his all-round play up front on his own has just drastically improved. He's chasing balls, he's dropping deeper, his hold-up play has improved... Um, I mean, there was a touch in the second half, which I think you described as messy-like, Paul. I did. I did. Yeah, there was a moment. I was probably about five minutes after his goal. And he just takes the ball out of the air. I mean, it's a really amazing touch. And I think, I reckon, most of the people at the Medeski yesterday were stunned by that one moment. They thought, if we could see a little bit more of this. And not only that, he took the ball down brilliantly. And he played it off really nicely. So I agree with both of you. I think he is improving. But as the manager keeps saying, there's still work to be done on him. I'm kind of coming around to the fact that he's a bit of a Shane Long. Let's forget how much we paid for him. I think there is something there with his finishing. That yesterday gives me a a lot more confidence because that's one of the ones when he would have kind of just hit it hard before. He just blasted it at the goal. This was a more controlled finish. And I think there is something with Shane Long with him and the comparison because both of them had really poor first touches when they first joined Reading. And I think he is improving. There's still more time. But something that he does do now is a lot more energy and movement. That was one of the key things that at the Nottingham Forest match that we both went to, well, all of us, it was really poor. He wasn't seeing where the pass was going to go. He wasn't kind of like helping his defenders or midfielders. But that's coming on nicely. And I think you're going to win your bet, Alex. I think he is going to score more than 12 goals this season. Uh, we'll see. Let's see. It's still, he still needs to get a few more yet, but uh, it's looking promising. Yeah, I think it is as well. But that last few, kind of like from there onwards, it was kind of Barnsley huffing and puffing. They did have one chance, though, from a corner, from Mauer header again. And I didn't realise that actually it was so closely going over the line. And credit to Jordan Beta, who we've given a little bit of criticism in this episode. It's his clearance on the line that stops the goal. Did you realise it was close as that, Matt? I mean, you're obviously at the other end of the ground, so. Not really, no. Um, but but again, it was just, it was it was good, good, good work obviously defensively to keep it out a bit of a goal line scramble you know you, you've got to have your bit bit of luck in that in that situation you know it goes without saying but but that 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 was pretty much as close as they they got in the entirety of the second half um we pretty much limited them to just shots from you know 20 25 yards for the for the for the entirety of the second half at, at no point really did they have any clear-cut opportunities all half no definitely um, I saw in the post-match interviews with uh, Miasco, they had to go up uh, posts up for the rugby. And if they would have been using those posts, they would have been racking the points up, Barnsley, because they're always hitting it in between the goal. But sadly for them, about 20 feet over the bar. Really poor quality. I mean, their manager after the match said that, which is really nice to hear after Wednesday, is that 
they were outfought by us and they weren't up for the fight. Do you agree on that, Alex? Yeah, pretty much. That was one of the main things that at halftime you could see, or at least I, I thought I could see, was that it was just night and day between that and Wednesday as to how much energy and how much fight there was in the team. We didn't seem to just lie down at any point. We didn't. We we took the game to to the op- opposition, and uh, yeah, it was very good to see that there was such a reaction after Wednesday night. Yeah, definitely. And I just saw a stat saying that Bowen, if you look at his twenty-five matches since he's joined the club, he would be in the playoff positions in six with a one point four eight game, one point four eight points per game. I mean, that is. However you want to say, you could look into the stats and say, oh, if you look at the last 10 games, that's still really impressive, man, isn't it? I mean, he's had his ups and downs, but he's a new manager. That, that's pretty good going. That's very good going. And 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 I think that even with the last 10 games, he's still he's still up there. Some people might look at and point their finger at the rest of the division. But um, I, I think he for, for, for his first his first uh, managerial job in charge, he's doing... He's doing a good job, and I think the most um, the thing that I'll keep keep looking at is just how much more solid we we look under him. We look a lot better defensively, um, and we can kind of put Wednesday down to just one of those freak, just completely it's, out of the blue performances. I think those games on Wednesday, you are going to not necessarily quite as bad as it was on Wednesday, but you are going to see those kind of games every so often. Mm. Like yeah. no team in the championship is perfect, and Unfortunately, I think sometimes you, you're going to get games where you see a team turn up and basically just not turn up, as it mm. were. Um, and, yeah. and if you can, if you can, I, I guess the whole thing for Bowen is just making sure that those games turn up as you know, uh, rarely, rarely as they can. So the fact that that's probably the first time that anybody's, at least maybe not the first time, but it's it's probably the first time we've been that badly outplayed under Bowen, I think. Um, and that that badly outfought as well, and it, that's yeah, one exactly. in what twenty five games. Yeah, well, I think yeah, I think... yeah, we just got to hope that's the anomaly, haven't we? Like you're yeah. both kind of saying. I mean, if we see it again, you start to get a little bit worried. But I think you also have to put in the context a little bit. I know we were really rubbish against uh, Wigan, and I'm not going to dress it up and say actually with hindsight we were okay. It, that's not the case. But Wigan then went on to beat West Brom yesterday, 1-0. So it kind of makes you realise maybe it was a little bit of both, but we were still crap on Wednesday. So I think there was yeah. a little bit of complacency on Wednesday as well. I think a lot of people a lot of people assumed that we'd turn up and, and basically just put Wigan away because they were in the relegation zone without actually considering the fact that Wigan are they're third in the form table now. Like wow. they're, they're, yeah. they're playing quite well, really. And they're top, I think, yeah, I've just, just looked at it here. We're going to top of the last eight games in the form table. They've won They're five not really the last eight. So it's not, you know, I mean, it's a bad result, but at the same time, we're playing a team which is clearly very, you know, on form there on Wednesday. So, yeah, we were crap, but at the same time, we came up against a team who were playing relatively well. I think, I think yeah. pretty much the most, the most worrying thing that I think a lot of people had coming out Wednesday was that we, we'd seen we'd seen too much of performances like that over the past two, three years, you know, and, and, and it was that, that worry that, that, that this could be creeping back in again. You know, we, we, we've seen this time after time, after time, year after year, manager after manager, the same sort of, 
capitulation, lack of effort, lack of pride that that the players seem seem to be showing, and 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 it was just it it, it, it was just so so good that Bowen could pretty much just um yeah stay wipe it under the carpet and just and just have a have have, have a you know pretty pretty good performance just to do that with and just um keep keep all all minds looking forward now again. Yeah, I think you make a good point, Matt. I think like that game on Wednesday was also associated with all the previous managers as well. And it kind of, yeah, it was unacceptable. But I think it's also kind of like Matt got magnified and then kind of all associated with one kind of like big bulk thing instead of just a one-off. And you kind of say, okay, that was really bad. But, you know, look at the rest of the 23 games it would have been before that under Bowen. You would have said it was okay. But one, if we now look at the next one, to, yes, on. What one thing I would want to talk about going forward, though, is that is that now we've actually for the first time in I can't actually remember the last time we've had this. We've got two players who have now got over ten goals in a season, and I can't even remember the last time we had that. And yes, obviously we've we, we've had more and more money pumped into the team over the last few years, but we've now got two goals over ten goals a season. I can't actually remember the last time we had that. Yeah, I think Puskas can get to. I think one of them can get to fifteen. I don't mm. think it's impossible if we got like a half decent run for us coming up. And there's no reason why. If I was to bet money on it, I'd probably say Mate would probably get more goals. He just, I just feel that. It's nothing really to base on. Next four games, then. So let's look at them. We've got Birmingham. I'm on about league games here, obviously. We've got Birmingham City away next weekend. Then we've got Stoke City at the Medeski. Then we've got Derby away. And then we've got Brentford. So Brentford, you would say, is the toughest one of those because they'll be definitely going for the playoffs. All the others, kind of nothingness mid-table like us. How many points, realistically, Alex, do you think we could be looking at from those four matches? Um, I would say five. I think Birmingham is a tough. I think Birmingham is a much tougher game than people realise. They've got the longest unbeaten run at the minute in the football league. It's Thirteen games unbeaten for them. Um, I mean, they're not necessarily winning many games, but at the same time, I'm not really sure that they're a team which we're just gonna like roll over and and beat easily. Um, Derby is one where I think we could potentially pick up three points. Derby at home have not been that good. Um, Away from home, yes, they're, they're, they're very good this season. But at home, they've really struggled. Um, and Stoke at home is a weird one. It could be either, either of the Stokes this season. You could get the Stoke which turns up and looks very competitive, or you could get the Stoke which kind of just rolls over. So I'd be relatively okay, I guess, with a draw against Stoke. I'm not sure Stoke are going to be a, an easy game to play against. And then, as you say, Brentford's going to be the tough one out of those four. But they've, they're on a torrid run at the minute Brentford I think they haven't won in what four or five matches now um, and they're conceding goals for fun as well at the minute I think they've conceded two goals in their last yeah each of their last three games looking at it um, so I, I, Brentford might be one where we spring a surprise but even if we only get five points from those games that still takes us up to 50 so yes. we're kind of are going to be I'm going to say that we're going to do okay in those games but Matt, how many uh, points do you think we're going to be looking at? Um, I'd probably agree with five. Um, I really wouldn't be looking at Derby as an easy game because Derby are third in the home table. Derby being very good at home. Been oh, away. it's the way around. I've just yeah. screwed, screwed <laughs> been, that there completely. It's, it's been away from home. They've really struggled. But Derby are 
very very good at home and under under Wayne Rooney's Derby County under his uh, his resurgence they've uh, yeah what is that club that seems <laughs> to be you know Frank Lampard Wayne Rooney's who's it going to be next I don't know let's get someone else in some kind of like wrestler in <laughs> it would be amazing <laughs> Yeah, no, I like. I think. Yeah, I think so that's like five points, man. Yeah, yeah. I think. I, I think it's going to be. Um, I think def, definitely, obviously, but Birmingham, Birmingham at the weekend could go one of two ways. They, they, that they're on a good run at the moment, but they're they're a very up and down team. But with with a win at the weekend, we can also go up to twelfth. So you know, it's a. Gone, Alex. Yeah, sorry. I do think if we do win at the weekend, I. I... I maintain, I, I think we're going to finish in the top half. I've been saying it since Bowen started that we're going to finish in the top 10. Um, I haven't really wavered from that. I still kind of feel like we might. Um, I don't think our running is all that tough. I know I've, I've just said I think we'll only get five points, but there's definitely potential there that we could go on and, and win two or three of those games coming up. But I think it's really important because otherwise we're going to start drifting towards the end of the season. I think we haven't had an end finale, which has been really positive to go into the summer with for quite a long time. And I think if we have that, obviously, I know realistically it doesn't affect next season, but it does for the fans. They go in with a little bit more hope and kind of it, it helps everyone involved with the club and would be nice, lovely, very enjoyable not to have a summer when we kind of got one win in the last seven matches. Scrape staying up. I just don't want to see that again, Matt. I'm sick to death of going into that scenario. Well, I think you're not alone. <laughs> I think uh, like I think everyone everyone this season was crying out just for a, a like like a a positive mid mid to mid table finish, you know, just, just get, get, get through the season, almost like, like say finish, finish on a high, if, if, if we can finish um, on a, on a, on, on a good second half of the season, then, then, then yeah, for once we're actually going to be going into, going into summer with, with, with a spring, spring in a step and um, looking forwards, you know, you know, almost looking forward to the start of the season. Cause I don't think many people were looking forward to the start of this season, given, uh, you, you know, we're, um, when we had the transfer ban pre-season, you know the last few see seasons as well under un, under Clement, no one was really up for it. But you know, have a have a good have a good second second after the season is almost key for us now, and 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 I think it'll really help. Obviously, people getting getting behind Bowen from here because Bowen, I think, is always going to have a bit of a, a a bit of a chip on his shoulder, and um, it will really help him as well. And if we could finish in the top twelve, so I get winnings for finishing in the top half from my bet earlier this season, that would be delightful. That would be, yeah, that would be a result. That's the one that all Ren fans are worried about, isn't it? I hope hope everybody had that bet on at the start of the season. But if we finish in the top half, as in 12th, that would be that would be a huge improvement. And I was just saying, it does make a difference going into a summer. I feel with that positivity there, I think we've just Uh, been so long without it. I agree, I think a lot more people will be looking up over summer people will be saying oh what do we need to do to improve this team to get to the playoffs rather than what do we need to do to improve this team to get towards the top 10 if we finish in say 16th or 17th yeah or even and it, helps attract players. it helps attract players if you say mm-hmm. look we've got a new manager in we finished look at what he's done since he's come in he's kind of like i don't know maybe eighth in the table since he's come in if you look at over like the 30 games or whatever it'd be by then and that's just going to help them, isn't it? You don't want a manager who's just like scraping and staying up. 
But next up at the Medeski Stadium, we have the fifth round FA Cup against Sheffield United. Now, we could quickly sum this up by saying Sheffield United are everything that we want to be. But we need to look at it a little bit more than that. How do we think this is going to go, Alex? They're seventh in the Premier League. They've got the sixth best away record in the Premier League. I mean, even the most optimistic Reading fan must be feeling a little bit worried about this match. Yeah, I think we're probably playing for a draw, aren't we? Like, we're playing <laughs> yeah. for a draw and hoping yeah. that we can take them to penalties. I, I don't I, I don't really see many scenarios where we go out and, and beat them, particularly. Um, having said that, though, as I said earlier in the pod, the we definitely played to the level of our opponents under Bowen. So you never know. Um, Sheffield United have obviously had an incredible season and, to be honest, an incredible last three or four years under Wilder. So it wouldn't surprise me if they came out all guns blazing to try and actually get themselves to Wembley because I don't actually think they've been to Wembley yet under Wilder because they obviously uh, got promoted last season. I think they, they got promoted it from League One. I don't think they've had a playoff final or semi-final, the FA Cup, or anything like that to speak of. So my feeling is they'll probably put out quite a strong team. Um, Bowen said yesterday that he was also going to put out a strong team. So we hopefully we're going for a good game. Busy, busy Modeski Stadium as well. And uh, just, yeah, fingers crossed. I'm hoping that we can at least push them and it's not going to be a, a walkover for them. And if we manage to, you know, cause an upset, then fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, that would be amazing if we did that. But if anyone's going to predict who's going to score for Sheffield United, I would go for an Oliver Norwood corner uh, headed in by Billy Sharp. I just got that feeling that that combination would send the Medeski Stadium into, what have we done? What have we done? What have we created here? How do you think it's going to go, Matt? Yes, I, I I kind of agree with agree with Alex. It's 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 going to be, you know, it, it's it's not got the glitz and glamour of a of a you know a Manchester United tie, a Chelsea tie, a Liverpool tie, um, but they they they're they're an absolutely quality team. Their their organisation is second to none, um, and they're coming into it. I think they'll be. I, I think they've had ten ten days clear before the game as well, which could play in their favour. It could also knock. Obviously, we're, we're you know, some some players always like to just continue have that continuous run of games for them, but they're, they're not going to have an excuse of being tired. Um, the Sheffield United players, and it also gives Wilder the opportunity to field a strong team as well, um, because he's got no other, always had no other games to to really worry about. Um, so it's 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 going to be it's going to be tough. I think any. I, I think we. I think everyone's just hoping for a for a good game, a good turnout, good atmosphere, and 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 just have a bit bit of a bounce about it, really. So, yeah, we want a creditable performance. We don't want to get absolutely tonked. That's what we don't need to see, isn't it? I know they're like doing really well in the Premier League, but we still don't want to see that, especially after the weekend game last week. I'm gonna go for two one to Sheffield United in normal time. What are you gonna say, Alex? Um, I will go 1-1 in normal time and then we do them on penalties. Are you reckon? Wow. Who's going to score the winning penalty? In an ideal world, it would be Jordan Abita or Liam Moore 
Just imagine if Liam Moore was to score the in, winning in an penalty. Ideal world, like no. Yeah, in an ideal world, that's what it would be. But I will go with uh, I'll go with Mate slotting away the winning penalty. Just, I think I'm being quite optimistic, but why not? I think you are. Like, well, if, if we lose, then <laughs> we lose. So be it. Yeah, it's not a disaster, is it? I think it just has to be creditable. It'd be nice to be in the game. Most games that we've seen under Bowen. We've actually been in there, and he has made this competitive. And I know everyone's thinking about the game last week, but most of them, 95% of the games, we have been in them until the last five minutes, and it's always been quite close. So, Matt, what is your scoreline prediction? I think I'm I'm gonna uh, on the optimistic side as well. I'm gonna go for a one-nil win in normal time. No you don't think United can score. Now that really is optimistic. I feel, but I hope but you're right. No guesses for who you reckon's gonna who 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 you think I'm gonna say is gonna no. score the goal. George Puskas one nil. Jumps into oh. club eighteen seventy one. He's already on a yellow card. He'll probably get sent off. It'll be the eighty ninth minute, and we'll all go home happy. There we go. Heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Matt, oh dear, your, your love for that man is remarkable. It's been consistent. It's been, had a few ups and downs throughout the season, hasn't it? But you're trying to stay low and you're so happy, aren't you? The, the relationship is blossoming again, isn't it? It's beautiful to see. My shrine so, him is back up and running, don't worry. It, it did nearly yeah. come down over Christmas, but it's back up and running and it's going strong. You see. You stayed, you stayed low. You're a low roll, aren't you? So thanks a lot for listening and we will be back after the Sheffield United game. You never know, we might win. Let's hope that is the case. But whatever happens, we've got some credibility back in Reading FC after that shambles against Wigan. And let's just be happy with that. Cheers. <laughs>